the Justin Kenner Show with Kev Nash live here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. I'm Justin Kenner. He's Kev Nash. And we are live. Well, let's see. We're live on 1410 Wing AM. We are live at wingam.com on the stream, of course. If you want to watch us, you can head to Facebook, search the Justin Kenner Show, uh, and like the show page and follow ESPN Dayton YouTube channel. I think that checks it off, Kev. I think we got everything covered. Mr. Kev Nash, happy, wait, Thursday. Yes, happy Thursday. What up, though? We were off yesterday. What happened? Other jobs. <laughs> Other Things responsibilities. Because we don't just... I, I do get a kick out of the people who actually think that, like... Well, I mean, what time do you have to go into work? Your show's at 3, so about 2 o'clock, right? Yeah. In the morning. <laughs> like, doesn't work that way. But, yes, other stuff led to yesterday, so our apolo- my apologies. Uh, but we are back today. Uh, and you know what? I'm not annoyed that people were annoyed that we weren't on yesterday because that means people actually you know, want to listen to the show. So I guess i got to think of it like that. But nonetheless, excited to be with you here today on a Thursday. A lot to get into. Uh, WWE Live will be at the Nutter Center on Saturday. We are still giving tickets away for that. You can head to wingam.com and register there. Uh, look in the in the win section, in the contest section, and register to win uh, tickets to see WWE Live at the Nutter Center on Saturday. Saturday night. Um, Austin Theory, WWE superstar, he's supposed to be calling into the show at about 3.30. For those of you watching live on Facebook and YouTube, he'll be video streaming into the show as well. So uh, keep it locked in here for that coming up at 3.30 for you wrestling fans out there. Wrestling. And then uh, Brent Ulrey, the head coach for the Centerville Elks, he will join us at 4 o'clock. So we have a couple guests lined up for you here over the next hour. And there you go. But I wanted to open up, Kev, talking a little college basketball. Um, with the Look, we talk so much college football with the idea of expanding the college football playoff, which we know that's going to happen. It's going to expand to a 12-team college football playoff, which is what we expected. And, okay, that's fine. I prefer it at four. I'm not losing sleep over it, expanding to 12. But if you start to look at how this season has laid out already, you know, Alabama losing this past week, Kev. Um, Alabama losing to Tennessee this past week in a 12-team playoff, that loss means nothing. Right. Alabama's in. Losing to Tennessee. Alabama could probably lose to Georgia again for a second loss this year and still be in the playoff. This is why the 12-team playoff stinks. I don't like it from that perspective right there. But I'll enjoy watching the heck out of it come you know late December, January when the expanded playoffs start. But March Madness. I'm not big on cliches, as you know. I don't like cliches, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of perfect things in sports. I don't think. I mean, the NFL is as close to perfect as it gets uh, from beginning to end. The NBA is not perfect from beginning to end. It has its peaks and valleys. College football, I think, is pretty, is pretty close to being perfect right now. The 14 playoff makes every game matter in the regular season. That is why when Alabama loses to Tennessee, right now there's Alabama fans who are not confident that they are 1,000% going to be playing in the college football playoff uh, come that time. So I love that aspect to it. So I do think it's close to. But once they go to 12, the regular season will not mean as much. Therefore, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, baseball, 162 games. The regular season doesn't matter. It's just way too dang long. Um, even teams of even fans of winning teams, you you can't seem to stay interested for the entire season. Your team won 93 games this year, Kev. Uh, it didn't seem like Guardians fans truly. You did though. It it didn't seem like Guardians fans truly invested into this team until oh wow, 100 you know 162 <laughs> games later. Oh, I guess the Guardians. That's a baseball team, not a roller derby team. Okay, cool. I'm gonna be a fan. There are flaws in every sport. Hockey. Yes, you have your passionate hockey fans. It just it doesn't seem to grow. It, it's it's not gaining interest around the country. Soccer comes and goes. It's not gaining interest across the country. Whatever. Basketball, March Madness, the NCAA tournament is the best thing in the history of sports. It is the only thing I could consider perfect. I think it is perfect. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Kev. 
And now there's all this talk of expanding it by at least 20 teams. Goodness now, I don't know what that means for the first four. I don't know what that means if there'll be multiple first fours. I don't know what that necessarily means of how that impacts, impacts us here in Dayton. I don't think it needs to expand by 20 teams. Um, I know I upset some local parents who listened to the show when it was announced that the high school playoffs was going to expand for football. I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Making the playoffs used to be an honor. It used to be, uh, an, uh, it used to be an accomplishment. It used to be something that you had to work really, really hard to do. And I'm not saying that these teams don't work really, really hard to get to the playoffs right now. But when you look at how many teams that are under 500 that aren't playoff worthy that are still playing in the playoff, I do mm-hmm. have a problem with that. I know we have to watch, uh, you know, how aggressive we talk about that because it's kids and all. But I hate that they expanded the playoff because. I remember, you know, when you you have uh, you know former classmates and you know just making the playoffs that used to matter, all right. Just making the playoffs. Now everyone makes it. It's not as much of an accomplishment. So it is what it is. But Kev, the idea of expanding the NCAA tournament, it's just nothing but a pure money grab. That's all sports is anymore. I completely get that. But this idea that expanding the NCAA tournament to get more of the little guys in, that's not what's going to happen. More of the little guys, the right states of the world are not going to benefit from the NCAA tournament expanding. If anything, all it's going to do is give those 17 to 18 win teams in the Big Ten an opportunity to get it. Now it's going to give those fringe SEC teams who are just on the outside looking in an opportunity. The Penn States of the world, Penn State's not a basketball school. Penn State's not killing it in the in college basketball. Penn State last season, you expand the the NCAA tournament, they're probably getting in. I think it's absolutely uh, a horrible idea to expand the NCAA tournament. Don't waste our time telling us it's for the smaller schools to get more. No, it's for the more of the schools in the Power Five conferences have to continue to get added to the list of the Mar- of March Madness so that more money comes to the conferences. I think it's a horrible idea. I don't like it either, and I follow a guy that loves the idea of expansion in Jim Beheim. Jim Beheim has been screaming for expansion of March Madness since the 90s. He wants it... To- to be like 80 teams. He was been talking like that since the 90s. And his argument is that the talent is better across the board. His argument isn't expanding the uh, March Madness is for more games. He's saying that the talent out there is better. And his argument is once the NBA goes back to one and done, that means the talent is going to be more on an even platform more than ever. So if you want to tell me that argument, I can listen. Any other argument from that, I can't listen to. Uh, I can understand that argument. I can understand the fact that, all right, if there's not going to be NBA talent in college basketball, no matter if it's at Kentucky or if it's at Wright State, then, yeah, okay, you can make the argument that most of this talent is equally the same, so we're going to open it up for everybody to give them a fair chance because everybody's kind of playing from an equal standing place. But – that's not the case right now. Right now, there's tons of NBA talent in college basketball. So until that happens, I don't think they should even consider expanding it past what it is right now. I wasn't even a big fan of them expanding it to 68. Makes my bracket harder to fill out. <laughs> yeah, and again, in 518-1410, by the way, 518-1410, if you want to call and jump in on the conversation. Are we missing uh, an obvious benefit to expanding March Madness, are, I'm assuming this is not a popular uh, thing to do, is expanding the NCAA tournament. Um, and I'm curious where people are, are with this. You know, I guess the SEC media days for college basketball, uh, Sankey, of course, the SEC uh, commissioner. 
uh, you know, he's been very boisterous about this, and he's starting to gain more, you know, support in this. And by the way, it stinks, but if he wants it, it's go- it's going to happen. Oh yeah, it's going to happen, and that's that's the thing that's uh, unfortunate. But no, as as a fan of a mid major team in Wright State. The idea, when I heard the interview that John Rothstein earlier today talking about the idea is to help the smaller school stop <laughs> Wright State, programs like Wright State in northern Kentucky and those types of schools, those are not going to benefit from the expansion of the NCAA tournament. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. So we'll keep an eye on kind of more that's kind of coming from that. Uh, and again, these are just, you know, kind of reports circulating right now. It's nothing uh, that's, uh, you know, definitely going to happen as we currently sit right here. But no, like I said, so I remember last year, Kev, Bearcat fans kept saying, oh, we need to expand the college football playoff. This is before the news of them going to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, oh, you know, the, the, the playoff needs to expand because it's going to let more it's going to give more schools like UCF and Cincinnati an opportunity. And I'm like, no, why, what are the reasons why they're not making the college football playoff now? It's before Cincinnati made it last year, of course. Well, their strength of schedule is not strong enough. And, you know, they, they really don't have any good quality wins. And even if they get a good quality win, they have zero quality wins in their conference. So Ohio State can have a big quality win in non-con and still pick up three or four quality wins in the conference. And, and Exactly. And by 518-1410, uh, you know, we'll continue to get your calls in line here. But that was always my point. Do you think that those excuses of what was keeping the Bearcats out of the playoff conversation in years past, do you think those go away? Do you think that by expanding the college football playoff that all of the sudden that now we're not going to talk, of course, about the, the strength of schedule for the Bearcats? No. If if the Bearcats before last year didn't make the college football playoff because their schedule and their conference isn't good enough, if it wasn't good enough to get them into four, why would it be good enough to let them in at six, eight, ten, or twelve teams? That's why I'm saying this about the NCAA tournament. It's not going to help. There are there are still teams in the middle of the SEC that play a tougher schedule than a 28 win Horizon League team. That's just the reality of it. I could even say, yes, it's cool if a team wins 28 games in the Horizon League. You're still going to be viewed as a team that well, I would hope you could win 28 games in that conference how about this 18 win team in the sec who yeah they might have 11 losses but damn it they play somebody they're always going to get that benefit of the doubt that's why i'm not a fan of of saying it that just say what you really mean more power five teams more money to those conferences because they just don't make enough yeah because he wouldn't be doing his job if he didn't say that you know his job isn't to be out here trying to make money for other conferences his job is to make money for his institutions and that's his job it, that's what all these commissioners' jobs is to bring in more money. And we talked about this with college football. The main revenue generator is live sports. We talked about, you know, you know, gambling is about to come legal in Ohio. You think that's not going to entice more people to watch more college sports because they get a yep. chance to gamble on it right there on their phone? So all this is about money. You're going to renegotiate your contract with whatever network for basketball, and you're going to say, hey, man, we need more money. And that's all it's about. And he's doing his job to get more money for his conference schools. So, William Yelling says, just eliminate the 16th seed play-in and have the first four uh, have the first four in play the last four out. It's an easy fix. Easy fix to what? We're still adding 20 teams. So, by the way, just to reset here, John Rothstein tweeted this out about two hours ago, Kev. The Division One Transformation Committee has had dialogue to expand the NCAA tournament in all sports uh, to include 25% of the programs who are eligible. So, this would mean that men's basketball, the, the men's basketball NCAA tournament would expand by approximately 20 
teams. Um, while the Division One Transformation Committee has discussed expanding the NCAA tournament in all sports, there's a strong sentiment that expanding the men's basketball tournament is different because of its uniqueness. The committee will meet later again, uh, later on this month. <laughs> Uh, to me, this is happening. Right? Oh, this is more than happening. It's happened already. <laughs> so yes, it's just it's not. They're not trying to decide if they're going to do it. They're trying to decide how uh, they want and win to to do that. Um, Dennis on Facebook says it's the everyone gets a trophy era. Uh, Steve Stetler says I disagree with that. It's not uh, that. It's not that everybody gets a trophy era. Everyone gets a check era. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's not about, oh, man, we get to hang up a banner or a trophy. It's, hey, man, we get to bring in more money. And if you got any kids that are in college right now, you know that better than anybody else out there. You think their tuition in last fall is the same that it is this fall? Tuition doesn't go down. It only goes up. So this is all about money. Um, let's see what else we have going on here. Um, do, 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 do. Some guy says, I listened to Soli get into this on his show. It's just a way to get Soli from the Talking Out Loud podcast, by the way, Sully. which is coming back to ESPN Radio this uh, this upcoming basketball season, of course. A small handful of teams like Dayton would be helped by an 80-team uh, field. Uh, some guy, yes, I was actually on Soli's show recorded with him earlier today talking about this very subject um and you know that's the one thing him and i agreed on is that yeah they're they're gonna tell you one thing that hey we're doing it's, it's basically a politician approach mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do for you all while not letting you know what we're doing for you is benefiting us and we're, we're really not going to do what we're saying is going to benefit you but it's going to make you feel good you're going to approve it and then we're going to get all the money for it and then we'll just kind of skate by on broken promises that's exactly what this is going to be no one's going to benefit from this that's not already benefiting from the current model to begin with. Just more teams. Teams are benefit. Teams are benefit. Um, it's not going to be the amount. So if you're adding an additional 20 teams, let's just say, all right, 15 of them are going to be from the Power Five or whatever. And five will be, you know, scattered. Maybe uh, St. Mary's doesn't have to win and beat Gonzaga and they'll get in maybe uh i don't know what's another real popular team that's coming from one of the smaller conferences out there maybe they can be the shoe in maybe the second seed out of their conference to always be able to get in but to think like all right this is going to open it up for the third and fourth seed from the horizon to sneak into the tournament that's laughable even maybe not even, even a second, second team so no. it's always going to be like that so this david shaw what up shaw yeah, he changed his profile picture. Look at that smile. Look yeah. at it. It's just a happy dude. Look at that. The Michigan hat, the upside down sunglasses. Not even a full smile, Kev. It's a, it's a, it's, I'm a badass. Look at that smirk. David Shaw. I'm, surpri- look, look, look I'm surprised he's chiming in on the show He's today. chiming in. I'm going to leave him alone today. But he says that uh, this will help UD, but not Wright State. I agree, and I don't care if UD fans get mad at me for this. This will help UD. This will help UD because what they want is is they want to be able to lose three straight by games and still be rewarded by getting an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. Like that's that's basically like UD would have been free. They were almost forgiven for it anyways last year in the in the field of sixty eight. I'm not saying I didn't really want them in, but I, I wasn't outraged when they didn't get it. I said you didn't deserve it. You lose three straight bye. You're trying to convince me you're an at large team. At large teams don't buy. They don't lose three straight bye games. I don't care if it really if it was November or not. Um, let's see. Uh, some guy says I don't care for expanding it, but for argument's sake, last year's Dayton team was oh. 
perfect. Good timing. Uh, Dayton's, uh, the Dayton team was coming on strong late until Malachi got hurt. So if healthy, the Flyers definitely could benefit from an expanded field. And that team was capable of pulling off upsets. Absolutely. But that team was also capable of getting upset. And that's what happened in three straight by games last year. Now, this isn't about last year. This isn't about UD. UD would definitely benefit from this. But my point is, is if you want to expand the NCAA tournament, Kev, to let those fringe teams in who have proven, yes, they could beat good teams, but they're a fringe team for a reason because they lost to bad teams. I don't think you expand it to reward mediocre mediocre teams. Now, Dayton was good enough by the end of last year to probably make to maybe get to the uh, Sweet 16, maybe round of 32, uh, maybe Sweet 16. I don't know. Deron Holmes, they, they they had some good pieces. They have great pieces all coming back this year, more experienced. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, for the sake of that, and I've even said that about the, the college football playoff. Why are we expanding it? You want to you wanna see more of the three lost teams? You want to see more? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're expanding it so we can see more Penn State? I, I don't care about the Penn States or the fringe LSU teams or stuff like that, Like, but... It is what it is. It's not about that, though. They're trying right. to say it's about we're going to watch it no matter what is what they're saying. It's just about the money. For the I think you can still get good games, but especially in the college football playoff, because if you have like teams playing up against each other, that means they are going to play a good game. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that once they advance to the next round to play whatever big dog that they play next, that they're going to play good versus them. You're definitely going to get a good game if you get, I don't know, say Penn State and UCLA or something like that. You get a good game out of that matchup. There's no guarantee that the winner of that is going to play good versus Ohio State or Bama, but you will get some good matchups. It's just all about do you care to watch those matchups? Uh, ring the bell, the troll bell. No, no, that's not what this is. It is for right now, it is. Ring the troll oh, bell. Oh, goodness. All right, so the troll you bell. You get a, a bad bell. No, you, you got, no, you got to ring it with authority. No, no, no. It's a troll bell. So Johnny Ortez says a few minutes late. Has Wright State started selling oh. tickets yet? Yeah, <laughs> sure. And he said Davidson by 25. Davidson by 25. Johnny, you are now officially, you are eliminated from top 10 Justin Kinner ranking <laughs> contention. I'm just saying you will not be in the top 10 tomorrow now. You will not be in the top 10. You are officially eliminated. That is the rare time I would have told you to break out the hater mic. But that's why I said get the bell ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, Mike Nemfer says I don't think we should have conference tournaments. I forget what non-conference school with ten losses uh, got in. Look, I, I agree. I think the conference tournaments are again. That's all about money. Those, that doesn't pro- conference tournaments are very important for the smaller schools who get the auto bid for winning those. That's why the Horizon League and some of those schools, even the A10, the A10. If we want to see the A10 benefits from the uh, conference tournaments because although you have your like three. On a three to four on a good year for the current A10, having top 25 aspirations, of course. You know, half the time it's coming down to the final two or three. You're able to get a bid stealer. You're able to, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the top 25 team sometimes doesn't win the A10. So now you get two or three teams in as opposed to just the one top 25 team that would have got the at-large and they steal an auto bid, yada, yada. Um, so no, th- those matter. They don't matter for, for the ACC. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Duke and North Carolina and schools like that, more times than not, their tickets punched to the da- big dance uh, for the next 10 years, right? I know that's we're coming off of two years ago. Did Duke miss it two years ago? Who missed it two, two years ago? Two yeah. years ago. Um, you know, and that was through the weird transition period with COVID. Not a good oh, excuse, Bell. Does that, does that count? Yeah, there Definitely we go. Definitely excuse, There Bell. it is. Um, Definitely. But, uh, no, like, I think it's pointless. I hate the a- ACC conference tournament. I hate the SEC and all those. Like, you know those schools are in. How many bid stealers come out of those conferences? Not many. Mm, every blue moon. Every blue moon you get one. 
I, 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 I remember. Small I remember <laughs> this was the funny bid stealer. It was North Carolina who stole a bid. It was uh, it was uh, probably in the early two thousands. Um, it was actually the probably like Rashad McCants. Remember him? Yep. I think that was a, his like freshman or sophomore year. They were mediocre throughout the ACC, and they made it all the way to the ACC conference tournament championship game and gave Duke a scare, and then they were able to get a bid to the March Madness. All right, 518-1410, Kev, who's up? We got Jesse, line three. Uh, Jesse, what up, man? How are you? Hey, Jesse, Kenner, Kev Nash. How you guys doing, fellas? Good, man. Another day in paradise. Well, I, I got I know. I got a good tournament take. I'm not really sure what the whole bell thing's about, but I'm sure I'm going to get one of these for the, for, before it's up. But uh, I apologize for the last time I called in, Justin. I ain't going to get a lot more opportunities to where the Browns crap the bed and the Bengals play a backup quarterback, so... I wanted to jump on that opportunity last week. Please, no hard feelings on that. But when it comes to the tournament, when it comes to the tournament expansion, I really liked when they expanded with the first four. But I wish they would do it with all at-large teams. Like, give those 16s and 15 seeds, let them in because they've proved that they can play with the big boys. So let's put all 11 and 12 seeds in those four games. Just 11 and 12 seeds, just great games at UD Arena, and then make them get in there. And then the 15 and 16 seeds are in. If you're going to expand the tournament, that would be expanding the tournament. You're putting four more at-large teams in it and letting those 15s and 16s in, which have proved that they can win. So that, that's my take on the tournament. I think it's good the way it is. Don't mess up a good thing. Agreed. And the one thing the NCAA tournament needs to do is they need to find a way to rebrand the first four. It is not a play-in tournament. Uh, I know this for a fact because Wright State won their conference tournament and got the auto bid. That means you can't uh, play into a tournament that you're already in. Uh, you know what I mean? Like right. Wright State, they won their yeah. conference tournament. They were an NCAA tournament team. And they played in the first four, and people were trying to say, well, they have to play into the tournament. No, they're already in. The, you don't play into a tournament you're already in. Stop with those dumb takes. Like, that doesn't make any sense. They need to rebrand it because the branding of that does not make any sense. My, my idea is very similar to what Jesse said. Even embrace the fact that most most fan bases call it the plan. Let it be the plan, but in literally make it a plan. Have all those teams that are bubble teams play in it. Yep. Make it a, make so it a the game. bubble team. So, yeah. so the the bubble teams, the first four out, yes. make them play in the play yep. in. All yeah. right, that's fair. And rebrand Th- that's it how to you that. more teams. Yeah, that's that's how you yep. make it far more exciting. All your freaking eighteen and nine teams out there, your NC States, the Syracuse's, all those yep. teams. You guys Virginia, show up at UD uh, Arena. Yeah, Vir- all the Virginia, big brand yeah, Virginia Tech. Yeah. <laughs> Arizona yeah. State, yeah. all them two teams yeah. that are yep. always on the bubble. You guys show up yeah. down there at UD Arena. You guys play your way into the tournament because we're – look, man, we know this. We're never going to call it really what it is, the first four. We're not buying mm-hmm. the fact that, oh, all these uh, 60-something other teams get a first-round buy, and these teams, they're really kicking things off. People have already have it made up in their mind what this is. This is a playing tournament. So embrace that and put all the bubble teams down there. You get way more bang for your buck. And if they expand for more bubble teams, that might give like a Missouri State that went undefeated in conference and lost their conference tournament, that might put them into that next four to get to go play Syracuse that was sixteen and, you know, twelve or something. You know, it'll put some, you know, some you know, some lower school teams in it and, you know, get to play a good team, I could be way more interesting. Go ahead and put the 15 and 16 teams in. They proved they can win. They need to hire us, Jesse. Yeah. I'm saying, right? Preach, Kev. Preach, Kev. (laughs) 
right. Y'all have a good night. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, later. Jesse. Appreciate you. 518-1410. That's the number to call and jump in on the conversation. John Sladens, he says, once again, Wright State gets mentioned and someone feels the need to trash them. They did make the tournament last year, if my memory serves me well. Um, yes, and this is not a shot at UD, but if UD fans want to take a shot at the team that I follow, then I'm just <laughs> going to point out that uh, since, what, 2018, Wright State has actually made the NCAA tournament more times. Uh, they have more NCAA tournament wins and appearances than the team here in town. So I just want to point that out. That's not a shot at UD. I'm just pointing out NCAA tournament facts. It's our fact of the day, if you will. Uh, fact of the day, Bell? No, we're going to define fact the, bell. the day, bell. We bell. Fact of the day, Bell. Fact of the day, Bell. Just ring the damn bell. Wow, that was weak. Yeah. That was weak. Because you're trying to take over my bell. You it, what? Because what you know you're going to get more. You're going to get more than anybody. You're going to oh, get yeah. more. It's the excuse bell. It's the oh, excuse yeah. bell. All the right. Cav Nash excuse bell. I am the ruler of all with excuses. I'm going to get my own bell. It's going to be bigger than You got than your mother. hater mic. I don't know you, where the hater you, mic is. You got your prop. I have my prop. Dick A, how are you, buddy? Ah, that's twice in a row. All right, Dickie, that's that's on you. That's on you. It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash here on 1410 ESPN Radio. All right, folks, we appreciate uh, those who are tuning in hanging out with us today. Some of you are wrestling fans. Some of you are not, and that's totally fine. WWE Saturday night's main event will be live at the Nutter Center this coming up Saturday. We have plenty of tickets we're giving away. Head to wingam.com and uh, register for your chance to win tickets to Saturday night's Saturday night main event. WWE, a lot of great superstars on hand, including our next guest, Austin Theory. Austin Theory, of course, wrestled Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. WrestleMania last year, and then, of course, he worked that program with Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin, so I can't wait to chat about that with him. Austin Theory, WWE Superstar, he joins us next right here on 1410 ESPN Radio.